0: I know that everybody's been looking for something fun to do that is social distance. Um, But I think that skateboarding and getting on wheels is probably one of the best things that has happened to my quarantine life. Visit ProperNAR, that's P-R-O-P-E-R-G-N-A-R.com and save 10% when you use the code MAGGIE and get your social distance life, Okay. My name is Maggie and I just happen to be Black. Welcome back to the Black Maggie podcast and it's us again in the studio and today we are going to we're going to talk about um I'm going to say like hope through healing, right? And our our um our desires for
1: What's to come? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh sorry. Um I I am I my my thoughts on this is really trying to understand um what's the healing process through um as the world begins to try to return to a bit of normalcy and how do you know we or especially you Continue to learn to heal through, you know, once the world starts to try to become normal, how do you continue to heal? Because everybody's going to try to send everyone back to a routine and try to, you know, develop the way, the way that it used to be, right? Try to turn back to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, uh, really trying to look and see like, how does that work for us?
0: For... Right. Right. So what you just did was say what I said longer. That's what just happened. And I think that like let's let's hit pause in this moment. That's a thing that I am more cognizant of now. Because the way that we've had to communicate, not just me and you, but like the way I've had to communicate with the world has been very um, strained and specific, right? And so then I'm very sensitive to word usage. And I'm going to say mansplaining, but I don't think that it's that. I think that you genuinely feel like you said something different, but I feel like that's that's a thing that's a phenomenon that I've that I've been more cognizant of in this time of like having people's voices directly in your ear, as opposed to in the room. I feel like it's a it's a new dynamic, and one of the things that I, that I. I'm looking at is you know being more present in my conversations with people and 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 being more aware of things that are happening as I see them happening so there's a there's a twofold thing in this world of of going to work via or conducting business in general via conference calls right there are men that I've been on calls with that prioritize their voice. And so two people will start talking and the expectation will be that the woman will stand down. And I've learned to just keep talking. Right? Like I've learned to just be like, oh, we both started talking at the same time. And so basically what I'm saying is that I'm going to act like I don't hear you just exactly the same way that you're acting like you don't hear me.
1: That is one of my pet peeves. Is, and it's specifically that moment, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm, because I'm the type of person, like just in a general scope, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm the type of person in a general scope Mm-hmm. That will, if I start talking the same time, if I hear a woman's voice, mm-hmm. let's say I'm in work or something, I will stop talking mm-hmm. because I understand the dynamic of a lot of times men overrun the conversation. I get that. Mm-hmm. And so I try purposefully not to be that way. Mm-hmm. As far as explaining goes, sometimes I genuinely don't know I'm saying the exact same thing. I think I'm saying something different first. And That's then fair. secondly, sometimes I re-explain things for myself to hear it in a different way so I can completely understand what's mm-hmm. being said. So it's almost like me processing what I heard out loud. Right. Um. So there's two reasons for I, why I do that. That time, that was not. I thought I was actually saying something different. I know you did. Uh. No, but I don't like that. I, uh, you know, there's been plenty of times it just does something to me. It makes me angry when men try to over-talk women. It just it really makes me upset. And so I don't like it. I get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you do that Mm -hmm. because that's one, that's part of healing. That is, that's taking your agency. Yes. Yeah. And secondly, it's giving you confidence and allowing them to know that I'm not going to just sit back. You cannot, you know, um, yeah. Handle me. I, I, it's just, uh, I don't,
0: so it's a delicate walk, right? Because, right. Uh, so so I'm gonna stay on topic of like hope for the future. Yeah. I don't intend to go back to pre-COVID life. I'm different, right? I am not the same. the 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 Black Maggie that walked into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's not who's sitting here today.
1: Absolutely not I agree with that.
0: And I refuse to resurrect the old version of me because I like this new version that is um much more aware and 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 has much more command of the space that I take up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that um, that when I look at like my hope for the future, the my intentions for moving forward um, I've never had an issue with, with having something to say. That's, I mean, if you've been following the blog, which is older than the podcast, then you know, like God gave me a mouth is my tagline. Cause that's, that's true to my personality. And the story of that is, you know, is down deep in the, the blogs. Um, but there's a thing that, that happens when you're in certain spaces that i think i think i got a chance to get deprogrammed
1: mhm mhm
0: and i don't want to i don't want to code that back in right i have been right. completely deprogrammed there's something about putting on the hard pants and the certain kind of shoes and a certain kind of shirt and doing your hair a certain way and walking into a building and then doing your daily go get coffee so then that way people see you on the scene like it's a lot of demonstrative a lot of performative nonsense routine
1: that creates uh habits well that the habits, a personality I, that yeah. creates a personality
0: yeah mm-hmm. and and i'm like i don't even like coffee anymore
1: you probably never really liked it. First. I
0: probably never liked coffee. You know what I'm saying? In the finding opportunity, finding who
1: you truly are in these moments.
0: Yes. Which now I feel bad because that's basically what you were saying before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Yes. I have questioned whether or not, I and, I, and I've always said, like, you know, if I order. Um, five bucks, because they're not paying me, so I'm not going to promote them. But if I order five bucks, I'm not ordering coffee. I'm ordering acquiescence. Yes. I am ordering, do what? I'm going to start the morning off with me making a highly specific request, and you're going to requite that request, mm-hmm. and I'm going to receive my cup of acquiescence and drink down all the calories, however many they may be, and I have a, I have, that's my first morning victory.
1: Right. As a woman. Yes. More women do that than men typically. Yes. Because when you go into the workplace and you mm-hmm. go into this, these, 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 uh, what's I'm looking for?
0: Like constructs? Is that yeah, a good these one? Yeah,
1: constructs, yeah. Okay. And, you know, you, you do the programming. Women are taught that you kind of you have to work harder for acquiescence you have to work harder for someone to let you be willing to let you right and so Mm -hmm. your your first step to feeling that way like you said before is feeling like this is my first victory which means I can work and walk into work right Mm -hmm. and get my second I'm already confident this makes me feel good enough that I have this happening already, that I can get the next one. Mm-hmm. Men, honestly, walk into, and I can't say that for all men, you know, because honestly, I can say this. Sometimes, you know, at being a black man, it's a little different. You know, sometimes getting that victory is a little, feeling, having that confidence is a little different. But I will say men in general, typically walk in with confidence.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: really have to battle for this for real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. my
1: voice will be heard because it's loud and it's deep.
0: And it's deep. And that's another thing. Is I came up out of my, the top of my head and my nose in my voice, because I'm hearing it back often. This podcast has helped me find my voice even in that, like, I can't, I don't, I'm I'm trying to think if I can even turn back into how I used to talk before.
1: You do it sometimes. You do it like when you're comfortable.
0: When I'm, yeah. When I'm comfortable and when I, and when I can't hear myself. Yeah. I generally, I used to feel like, oh, I can't do a podcast because I sound like a kid. Or I can't do this because, you know, I don't sound or I'm quiet. At a job that I held previously, one of the chief, um, I'm going to say coaching pieces, was that I was quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a thing that I developed because I've always been the tallest, the blackest, you know what I mean, woman in the room, in, in in the fields that I've, you know, chose to go down in my traditional everyday job. And so Big Black Loud Girl was a thing and I'm like, I don't, I can't be that mm-hmm. here. I don't want to, I don't want them to see me and, and miss the dopeness that I bring because all they see is. Big black loud girl, and I so really, I used I to be. It. I used to be like mousy, yeah. And so I'd be talking to me like, I can't hear you. Can you speak up? And I used to be like, Well, you could never call me loud because you can't hear me, right? And right. It, it, and it 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 was such a psychological um, self imposed warfare mm-hmm. to to be in these spaces and be like. You see me. Mm-hmm. You you see me on paper, you receive messaging. Right. Then you see me in person, and that messaging is counter the messaging that you saw on paper. Then you interact with me, and then that interaction makes the paper make sense. It's so funny. I'll I'll get assignments. I'm going to keep this very general, so don't get into... The specifics, because I feel like you know what I'm talking about. But I, I'll get assignments, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that I will, I, I call myself Mikey. In the workplace, a lot, and I have a long career of kind of being Mikey. In that, I will do, um, the impossible, right? right? Or I'll get the stuff like, oh, you know, give it to Mikey. Mikey likes it, right? Like. I'll figure out how to make things that are not probable a reality. Right. And that's been my niche that's gotten me to the place that I'm, that I've, you know, been able to get to so far. But even in that I'll be kind of secondary tertiary interviewed, Right. So people will bring me in the room because they know that, I see things differently. I think about things differently. I look at things differently. And then instead of it being like, okay, well, then show me what you got, right? It'll be like, well, what do you, have you seen this before? Do you know? Do you have a lot of experience in this? Have you, what did you do? How do you know? You seem so young to be so cynical, Right. And I'm just like, and 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 those of you that know what I do for a living, you know why cynicism is not necessarily the the worst thing to have because it's kind of what I'm supposed to be, but it's the it's the fact that um, I'm underestimated a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm done with that. Absolutely. I'm done with that. Absolutely. Especially when I've been raising a kid cooking every meal in the last few months kind of relaxed but for a year yes for a solid year cooking everything that everybody in this house put into their mouths it was cooked by my hands save maybe 10 times in inside of a year's time frame okay and also doing my job and also developing a podcast and also like hosting a an urban homesteading series with you know what I mean like you all heard it last season if it sounds braggadocious I'm sorry but I'm dope as fuck and I have really been playing the background to myself and so I'm saying this because I'm hoping that there's somebody that's listening that is also dope as fuck and they have also been, you know, playing themselves to the background a bit. That's finished with it. That's finished with that. Like that's the that's the piece of healing that I feel like I'm not going back. I don't care how it sounds. I don't care who likes it because at the end of the day, you know, I look at my son every day. And he wants to do what he sees us do. If he sees us, you know, making a sandwich, he wants a sandwich. If he sees us singing a song, he wants to sing a song. And so when he sees me, he needs to see me bossing the hell up. He needs to see me, you know, taking time for myself, prioritizing, you know, my my own well-being. So that he'll want to do that, too. He needs to see me, you know, caring about the people that live with me much more than the people that are outside of these walls. Right. Because I need him. to. I need him to be on that same stuff whenever he decides whatever kind of family he wants to have, whoever it is that that, you know, is looking to him to be a team member. Once he he kind of graduates from from in our walls, I need him to be down for his family in that same manner that he saw his mother and father, and so like that whole thing. I don't know. That was, I didn't even mean to go off like that, but I started thinking about it. And you always bring a little something extra out of me, so that's what I got to say. I, I'm I'm just not going back. I just refuse. I have, I have said no to a lot of things that are like busy work. Um, and I've said yes to a lot of things that are opportunities to grow, and it's been exciting. It has been exciting this you know the the, I'll say like the background of of what's been going on. And there's something um, kind of serendipitous about not knowing how like things are gonna go. There's something kind of like, you know what? If this is my last piece of time uh, here, I'm going to spend it well. I'm going to eat good food. I'm going to do projects that I like that make my heart sing. I'm going to be kind to the people that love me. I'm going to be a good friend to the people that are good friends to me. Right? And... And do better about not putting my head down, cause that's a that's a thing that I'll do is that if I'm studying or if I'm, you know, working on a thing, I'll put my head down. But I'm conscious of that now, because I've had good friends be like, "Hey, girl, I ain't heard from you," and mm, you're right, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I need to make sure that I make an effort to reach out, right so I, I don't know I feel like I've been talking a lot and you've been quiet and I feel like I started like men be saying and then you just stopped talking so I'm gonna be quiet <laughs> so you can say whatever is on your mind at heart
1: no I, I always try to let you talk uh, I don't really try to at least on here I don't try to take charge or anything uh, no all that all that's very true Every all that's very fair all that is what needs to be how you how anyone needs to move I can say just from my own experience I've had an experience uh, you know where I have to stand up and say hey my family needs me mm-hmm. and I understand there's an inflexibility here but I need flexibility in this moment and this is what I'm requesting and for me it's one of those things where I'm not because as you said before I need my son to know that my job doesn't come before or even most things don't come before my family right Right. Uh, and if family needs you especially you know the ones directly in your home need you you show up to that Uh, yeah and um It's 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 been difficult because, like I said, you know, um, and flexibility has been an issue so far during my quarantine. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I've been working to, you know, make it a little bit more for myself because I've also had to learn how to get out of the background. I also had to learn how to find my voice because well, I too have always been bigger than everybody else. Yeah. And so for me, being a big black man, I'm trying not to be scary. Intimidating isn't even the thing. I'm It's scaring people. Yeah. And so for me, it's just been, you know, try not to be as big as you are. Keep your head down. Try not to look. And now I don't care. I look up. I stand tall. I look people in their eyes. Yeah. I speak my mind. I say, I say what I want to say. I ask questions because for me, this is my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm not going to go out of this thing wishing and hoping and should have.
0: So let's, let's talk about how Rona and racism has reshaped that lens. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, we have seen literally every flavor, shape, size, type of representative of the black community from from you know uh the whole family is four or five generations from you know the states to immigrants to like it, it, it's been every flavor of black life has been touched children old people grown people like people differently abled, like Mm -hmm. everybody.
1: Right.
0: And so it's like there is no such thing as proper representation. Right. Right. And so this like this idea of what should I I don't want to scare people, right? Right. I feel like too late.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I walk in scaring. Well, you know what I mean? I, yeah. At least I used to. I don't know if I do anymore. Too but, late. Right. But yeah, you know, I, I yeah. walk in and people... Like, I remember I will go to interviews and you could see it on the person's face just mm-hmm. looking at me. And, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I just don't care anymore. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because my, my personality, my work mm-hmm. is going to speak for me. Now right. I wanted to talk about um your your evolving self a little more. Okay. Where where I can see like for me when I look at you, I see someone who is more willing. We talked about before how you grew up Baptist.
0: Lord Baptist guilt.
1: And then there's Baptist guilt. And I see how you are more willing to be who you truly are outside of trying to be this this. Created person from your upbringing through the lens of whatever church you were a part of, right, right, and you are kind of shedding that a little more time after time after time, and there's nothing wrong like
0: that's deprogramming, right, though, right,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's part of your deprogramming where you're yeah. even saying that, and you're like, you know, you start to, and part of our quarantine thing is understanding different aspects of our religion. Yeah, and what's what the lens truly looks like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what people were actually doing in the Bible, and what God was actually forgiving before Jesus died. Okay,
0: look, that's a whole other podcast. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> right? what I'm saying is for yeah.
1: for you know people to expect it to be a certain type of way when people in the Bible wasn't living that way. Yeah. But, you know what I mean. And for me, it's like I see you growing out of that and willing to just kind of experience different you know aspects of yourself. Yeah, and um, explore, and it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, you can you can wear a a, a skirt that's a little bit higher than below your knee, like it's cool, like, it's so like for real though. And, it and, always
0: comes down to my outfit though, like it. I'm, no, I'm
1: that's i just that's just a um, example I'm using. Right. Uh, but no, is is you really you know, and modesty is a good thing. But modesty can be boring,
0: you're so silly. I'm just
1: saying uh, I
0: know. still I still appreciate certain levels of modesty man, for Absolutely. for fashion's sake Absolutely. because sometimes it look better on yes. me, right? And sometimes it looks better that way when I cover it, like when you can't really see nothing, but you think you see something, but you can't see nothing. That, it's hard for you to cover up anything, that's a though, space but that's a space that works for me though right right that fully covered but but slightly exposed right I I, I like the way I feel in that space but um just to kind of stay focused on like I think about how I I still don't like the grocery store no no I have never liked the grocery store but even the benefits to my health in like getting whole foods and making things from whole foods and like treating my body better. I'm not letting that go. Yes. In fact, I don't even know if I am still okay for most restaurant food Mm -hmm. because it's like some of that stuff makes me dizzy because it's too salty. Some of it makes me feel like I just need to go to sleep right now because it's way more you know
1: Heavier than you're, yeah.
0: Yeah, than I'm used to. Way more, you know, salt, sugar, fat than mm-hmm. than I've been eating. And I'm just like, I feel like I've been kinder to myself. Yes. And, and the world that we lived in before really required you to diminish or to shrink or to, you know what I mean, to tailor Yourself to fit into other people's spaces, and there is something that has been very empowering for me to be in my home every single day. I'm in charge of here, and
1: now you can for say me, when yeah. somebody be like, "We should go to a restaurant." I don't, I don't do that, right? And you don't feel weird. You don't feel crazy. Well, you no, know, I
0: don't feel crazy saying it because back in
1: the back, you 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 acquiesce because this is mm-hmm. the. This is just the culture. This is the norm. This now,
0: is... I miss my friends. Let's be Absolutely. very clear. Yeah. I miss my friends. And I miss communing. And I will come up with some stuff for us to be able to get together safely. I will even go
1: to the restaurant with you. That don't mean that I'm going to yeah. eat the mess that's there.
0: That's the piece. Right? Because it used to, And I think about how much money I used to spend. And these people's little Nasty Tail restaurants that I used to think was so good mm-hmm. because my mouth had been basically programmed.
1: Burned to death from <laughs> sauce and sugars.
0: Right. programmed to eat that trash. It, was like, it doesn't work anymore for a lot of places. It doesn't mm. work anymore. I don't know. I, I don't I don't want this to be too long of a thing, but I just kind of want to make sure that um, that we touched on like not going back to that to whatever it was that I feel like we've this is probably like third fourth episode of like letting go of things that don't serve us.
1: Yeah, because yeah. that's the biggest aspect of this healing and. Repro- as- As U.S. citizens, we have a huge issue with programming, culture, and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. that really diminishes us as human beings. And I don't know if that's part of the structure or not. I'm getting that. But I will say that for us to truly be healed and be stronger, we have to be who we truly are as individuals and be able to offer that to the group to increase. Right? Mm. And and, and, and that's why it's three or four episodes, because that's what the healing is. Right? Yeah um that's true no more guilt no more acquiescence yep. no more you know following the leader mm-hmm. done with all that yeah. and i think like i said we can speak for the both of us that we're pretty much moving away from that
0: i don't even know if following the leader is even the right thing for me because i don't feel like that's never really been my portion
1: Oh, I was talking about people in general. Though. No, right yeah, now. like
0: the world. But I'm saying, but I'm, but I think the for people that that's never been their thing, I think it is, um, n- not having to to be the one. Yeah. To bring the crowd. Right. Somebody yeah. else can bring that crowd. Yeah. Right, and 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 like, if it's a thing that works, then that's great. But a lot of times, especially people that have like that leading spirit. A lot of times we end up stuck with stuff because nobody else wanted it, and you know, or we end up stuck with stuff because you know we're legitimately qualified. But just because you qualify, don't mean that you have to do all the things. I believe right. in. I believe in you know dying empty. I believe in using all your gifts and all of your talents and everything like you know using it and creating and helping and, and, you know, having a positive impact on the world. I believe in all of that, but I also believe there's such thing as like refilling your cup. We've talked about this in in the last season even. I believe there's such thing as refilling your cup and I feel like that is probably much more important than all that other stuff. Right. Because if you have a heart to serve, you know, the people, if you have a heart to, you know, to be positive, that's gonna be what overflows anyway. So like that focus should be on filling up your cup so that right. when the people come because they always do, if that's your calling, when they come, you actually have something worthwhile in that overflow that you know that is not draining you right. And so then you can kind of be a continuous wellspring but but in a manner that is managed. And that you're not just getting, you know, sucked dry. Right. So that's that's how I wanted to, in that. That's kind of what I wanted to impart. Mm-hmm. Um. And thank you for letting me run my mouth and just kind of get that out because it was it was down deep in there, and I and I was really trying to figure out how to frame it to give it to the folks. Um. But we, you were, you knew what I was trying to say. I knew what
1: you were trying to say. Yeah, and we talked about this before. But you have a tendency to say the same thing in different ways. Over, <laughs> it was I starting can't. to become that. <laughs> well, I know, but I,
0: but I say, but I do that because I know there's different kinds of people listening. Got you. And so, like, I, I'm, I'm cognizant of me repeating myself because right. I know when I do that, I'm talking to different people.
1: Got you. Got you.
0: And lastly, before we go, okay.
1: No diminishing yourself. And that's it. That's something yep. that, you know, I feel like it's big out here.
0: You're dope. Right. Let say Repeat after me. I am... You, you act like you're the people.
1: Uh, I am... Dope. Absolutely dope.
0: As fuck.
1: As fuck. I am, though. So that's not even the... But yeah, you too. You should be too.
0: And I mean, mm-hmm. just like, if you gotta hit rewind and repeat that again... Hit rewind and repeat that again and take that into your spirit and and show up every day with exactly that energy.
1: And absorb this confidence. And here's the truth, fake it until you have it.
0: No, no, don't fake it.
1: No, no, I mean, some people struggle with that.
0: I hear you, but what I said was repeat what I said. Right. Repeat what I said and and not from a fake place. But if you got to make a list... If you got, if you don't believe that you're dope, I want you to sit down and write down everything that you've accomplished in the last 120 days, mm-hmm. and I want you to write down every obstacle that you've faced in the last 120 days. Right. And if that accomplishment list has anything on it, right, compared to your obstacle list, that qualifies as dope. Because there's a lot of things when you, there used to be a TV show that came on back in the day, Intervention, and I used to hate to watch it because I'm like, I listen to these stories and based on the stories that I'm hearing, I should probably be on drugs right now. Right. From the, yeah. from the stuff that, you know, from the stuff that, that they faced and, and what they're dealing with and like the thing that drove them to say, like, I'm, I'm just going to hand over control of my life right now rightfully so because this is a lot right
1: Damn. no I've been there so I get
0: it. that's been an option for a lot of people but if you've been able to keep yourself from that space you're dope and here's the other piece even if you have gone to that place where you were like I'm about to smoke me some drink me some snort me some whatever another and then you recognize you know what I don't need to you came back from it you came back from it if you're in the middle of it right now and you're hearing hmm. it like dang I'm That's where I'm at right now. You're recognizing it.
1: You're still dope. And you
0: still qualify as dope. Yeah,
1: Just come back to us. That's all.
0: You know what I'm saying? So I just, I don't know. Hopefully that made you feel good. Absolutely. That's really all I've been trying to do with this whole thing is just help people grow and feel good and and find that spark. So Mm -hmm. until next time, I have been Black Maggie.
1: And I have been told, the producer.
0: <laughs> See y'all next time. Bye. Y'all know makeup is not my thing, okay? I am an everyday girl and I try, but I don't know what I'm doing. But The Lip Bar has everything I need to still look beat, even if I don't know what I'm doing. Visit thelipbar.com and use the code MAGGIE, that's M-A-G-G-I-E, to save 10% on your next purchase. What do you have to lose?